This podcast is brought to you by Proton Dealership IT, the cybersecurity and IT experts committed to keeping your dealership safe from cyber attacks. To learn more about how to better protect your dealership, go to info.protontex.com slash fish. That's I-N-F-O.P-R-O-T-O-N-T-E-C-H-S dot com slash P-H-I-S-H. Want to dive deeper into the topics you hear about on Daily Drive? We're offering listeners a special offer, 20% off a one-year Automotive News digital subscription. That gets you access to all of our news, information, and analysis made for automotive industry leaders like you. Go to autonews.com slash daily drive promo to redeem. Welcome to Daily Drive for Thursday, October 5th, 2023. I'm Jake Neer with Automotive News here in Detroit and for Jamie Butters today. And I'm Kellen Walker in Las Vegas. Today on the show, GM makes a new counteroffer to the UAW. A survey shows the impact of the UAW strike throughout the auto supply chain, and Ford announces more layoffs connected to the strike. Plus, Shift Digital President Matt Van Dyke joins the show to talk about how dealerships should approach the growth of shoppers buying cars and trucks online. What people clearly are looking for is, number one, transparency. What is actually the price that I can get, and is the vehicle available? Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Just in as of recording time, General Motors says it has made a counteroffer to the UAW in a bid to end the strike by the union against the automaker. GM said the offer was its sixth since talks between the sides began. The company said the offer would reward team members and allow GM to succeed and thrive in the future. UAW officials were not immediately available to comment. Today marks the 21st day of the UAW's strike against GM, Ford, and Stellantis. About 25,000 UAW members remain off the job and on the picket lines. A source with knowledge of the negotiations has said some progress is being made as talks remain active with all three companies. The source said serious movement has taken place since late last week when both sides ramped up rhetoric. The UAW plans to update the status of talks Friday. It's not known whether the union plans to expand the strike again, as it has each of the previous two Fridays. A recent survey said about 30 percent of suppliers have had to lay off some workers because of the UAW strike against the Detroit Three, and that figure will rise significantly by mid-October. The Motor and Equipment Manufacturers Association, also known as MEMA, surveyed its original equipment supplier members to determine how the strike has impacted the supply chain. Their survey found that nearly 30% of suppliers have had to lay off some direct labor employees, and more than 60% expect to start layoffs by mid-month. MEMA represents more than 1,000 companies in the U.S. The survey was conducted last week. The results illustrate the impact the strike is having throughout the auto supply chain and the fragile financial state many suppliers find themselves in. Meanwhile, Ford announced Wednesday that it's laying off 400 more employees in the Detroit area as a result of the UAW's ongoing strike. About 350 workers at Livonia Transmission and 50 workers at Sterling Axle have been told not to report to work starting today. Both plants supply parts used in the Ford Explorer and Lincoln Aviator at Chicago Assembly. Workers there joined the strike last week. Ford said more than 1,300 workers have been laid off in connection with the strike. 
Ford's sales so far have not been affected by the strike that has halted production of the Bronco, Ranger, Explorer, and Lincoln Aviator. The automaker's U.S. light vehicle sales rose nearly 8% in the third quarter. Nine months into the year, Ford is the nation's best-selling brand. Sales of Ford's EVs rose 15% in the quarter as the automaker continued to ramp up production. Hybrid sales rose 41%. The automaker has said it plans to quadruple hybrid sales over the next two years. And sales of gasoline-powered vehicles rose more than 5% in the third quarter. In other United Auto Workers news, workers will receive a 19% pay hike over five years under an agreement with the UAW and Mack Trucks. That's according to a summary of the tentative agreement seen by Reuters. Mack Truck is owned by the Volvo Group. Workers must still ratify the agreement covering 4,000 hourly workers that includes a $3,500 ratification bonus, improved retirement benefits, additional vacation, and a reduction in the time needed to get to top pay. The agreement includes an immediate 10% pay hike upon ratification. Finally, Toyota and LG Energy Solution have signed a supply agreement for lithium-ion battery modules for use in the automaker's battery electric vehicles that will be assembled in the U.S. LG Energy Solution will supply Toyota with 20 gigawatt hours of high-nickel NCMA battery modules annually starting in 2025, manufactured at the company's Michigan facility. The battery maker will invest about $3 billion in its Michigan facility to establish new production lines for battery cells and modules for the automaker. The $3 billion expansion is in addition to the 1.7 million square foot expansion LG is undertaking at its manufacturing campus in Holland in western Michigan. And those are today's headlines. Coming up, Shift Digital President Matt Van Dyke joins the show. That's next on Daily Drive. The auto industry's shift to carbon neutrality is here and it's accelerating. But is it enough? This is a moral imperative, an economic imperative, a moment of peril, but also a moment of extraordinary possibilities. No more hesitancy, no more excuses, no more waiting for the others to move first. There is simply no more time for that. Driving to Zero is a new podcast series from Automotive News that looks at the auto industry's roadmap to carbon neutrality. We take a big picture look at the environmental, political, and social trends pushing the move toward a greener future. And we pull back the curtain on how these decisions are being made at the highest levels. I said, you know, the, the headline that you need is, is GM believes in an all-electric future. And I think Dan Ammon and Mary Barra pretty much said the same thing, which is, is like, but, but we, we don't. Spoiler alert, they came around to that idea. Find out how and much more. I'm Jake Neer. Join me and Automotive News Executive Editor Jamie Butters on Driving to Zero, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Email phishing happens every day. Cyber criminals are out to trick your employees and coworkers into handing over valuable information that can compromise your dealership through impersonations, fake giveaways, and urgent emergency requests. All it takes is one click to shut down everything. Phishing is the leading cybersecurity concern for dealerships. Without the proper training and protection, your business is left vulnerable to ever-evolving attacks. One day you click an email, and the next thing you know, you get a call from your IT guy 
your email has been compromised, shut down immediately. Stories of attacks and their consequences come flooding in every day. And all it takes is one click to shut down your dealership. You have enough to worry about as it is. Don't add getting hacked to the list. Let Proton Dealership IT help ensure you are fully protected and learn how at info.protontext.com slash fish. That's I-N-F-O dot P-R-O-T-O-N-T-E-C-H-S dot com slash P-H-I-S-H. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jake Neer with Kellen Walker. Last year, former Ford Direct CEO Matt Van Dyke left the automaker after 14 years to become president of digital marketing vendor Shift Digital. The company counts many auto dealers as clients and is helping retailers navigate the transition to more digital interactions with customers. Jamie caught up with Van Dyke about his time so far with Shift Digital and how the industry is changing in 2023. Matt Van Dyke, welcome to Daily Drive. Uh, Thank you, Jamie. Good morning. I think our audience knows that Shift Digital is in the retail technology space, but just to help get everyone's head in the right place, you know, how do you briefly describe the company's role and function? Sure. We work with about three quarters of the brands in North America, auto industry, and we work to provide OEMs and their dealer networks support for websites, digital advertising, lead management, and provide independent measurement, reporting, and, and analytics. Matt, every time I go to a website, it seems like I have to say yes or no, or sort of, am I willing to accept cookies, uh, the little pieces of data that track what you look at online. With new privacy rules and practices, how much is the industry on a, on a cookie diet, and how is it doing with that? Yeah, there's been a lot of attention on cookies and what's happening with the death of third-party cookies. I think it's been announced for several years. It's kind of like the Cybertruck. Everybody's been waiting <laughs> to find out what this is really going to look like and feel like. But you know, one of the things is that you have to understand the difference between third-party cookies and first-party cookies. And what Google has announced in 2020 that they're phasing out, and now they've pushed it back into calendar year 2024, is that they're going to eliminate third-party cookies. And third-party cookies are what is following you off of a specific website of perhaps a dealer or a brand and then watching your behavior across the internet. So that's the kind of use case where Jamie's shopping for a truck on a certain brand website or dealer website, but then he's looking at boats, he's looking at hunting and fishing websites, and that allows a dealer or a brand to retarget you with truck advertising that's showing someone pulling a boat or using it that way, that's going to get more difficult. But first party cookies on individual dealer websites and brand websites, which is your own data, that is not going away. And that is going to become more important. So the thing that dealers should be looking at and OEMs are working on is understanding how to leverage their first party data more effectively in the future. That's got to be uh, really limiting compared to the insight you could get from seeing some of what else somebody was interested in, like just like that example you used. Yeah, it definitely is changing things. I think most people feel like what it's going to do is increase the potential cost of digital advertising. Um, but there are a lot of tactics you can take. And new technologies are making your first party data 
more actionable, more leverageable. The arrival of customer data platforms in the auto category is really allowing people to find more efficient ways. And you can offset maybe some of the increased costs that's going to come with the higher price of targeting in order to be more effective with your marketing. Does Shift Digital use a generative AI like the chat GPT kind of stuff? We do. And because we process so many leads and because we have uh, clickstream data on two thirds, three quarters of the auto industry websites, we're really able to use that data in order to understand customer journeys and propensity to purchase models. So one of the things we're doing with the first party data platform we built is scoring customers. When we see somebody who's come in and spent X amount of time on a dealer website, they've looked at 20 VDP views, they've either put in a lead or they haven't, we can really understand because of all of our deep knowledge and experience of data, what the likelihood of purchase is and really help provide clients with areas of focus. So that's one way we're using it. Another way that we're using it is by helping support uh, the vendor community and, and people who are creating really sophisticated dealer digital products right now. Some of those are programmatic advertising where you can really find an advertising partner who can use AI, scrape your website, get specific inventory, and then create advertising that programmatically goes straight into Google and Facebook. These are really effective tools. And another use case is, is voice-based. So it's uh, service scheduling. So many dealers are overrun with phone calls into their service drive and they don't have the people and the service writers to catch those calls and get people scheduled. And some of the new technology using generative voice AI, they're answering 80% of calls coming into service departments and successfully getting them scheduled. So there's a lot of stuff happening at a pretty quick pace in our industry on that. So I want to shift to another uh, technology. Of course, uh, so much invested in the industry right now on electric vehicles. What are you seeing in consumers' shopping habits? Yeah, there's, there's definitely a difference, right? We all see the difference in day supply in the industry right now of EVs as the number of models and the amount of choice has rapidly expanded this year. And, and we're just at the beginning of that. What we're seeing is customers converting from a lead or from vehicle detail pages to sale is significantly longer for electric vehicles. And our data tells us that the shopping process online is taking longer. Customers are trying to navigate an increased complexity with the EV purchase. They have to figure out range. They have to understand uh, charging options, not just at home, but networks on the road. And also the really complicated aspect of the federal and local tax credits. So customers are trying to digest that, understand, will I qualify? Am I eligible for $7,500? Why can I only get it on a lease and not a purchase due to you know, governmental regulation that they don't understand? So it's definitely something that's taking longer for EV customers to convert online. So, so many of us do a lot of shopping online. We know there's this whole omni-channel uh, phenomenon, you know, that some people want to buy all online. Some people want to buy all in person. A lot of people want to start online and maybe come into the store at whatever point makes them comfortable. What do dealers need to do to provide an excellent customer experience, both online and in person in the, in the transition between the two? Yeah, I think the, the most important thing is to recognize that every customer is going to be different and 
even though during the pandemic there was a rush to you know going to this model that people were going to just transact online and have every vehicle delivered to their driveway that's not what most people want to do and it's a low single digit percentages as you just kind of mentioned of people who go completely end-to-end -end transactional but what people clearly are looking for is number one transparency what is actually the price that i can get and is the vehicle available um, whether i purchase or lease give people the digital retailing tools so that they can one understand that and then two speed the amount of time that they have to spend doing the transaction whether it be online or especially in the dealership so can i do my credit app online can i get the payment and price negotiated online so that when i'm at the store my time isn't spent sorting out potentially f and i but it's spent understanding the amazing new features and benefits of the new car and get the walk around and get the test drive and things like that. Before I let you go, Matt, we're about the same age. You've had a long, successful career in automotive marketing at, at Team One, at Ford Motor Company and Ford Direct, now at Shift Digital. I want to ask you to reflect on how automotive marketing has evolved over these past couple decades and change. Yeah, I mean, no question the the world is radically different than, you know, 2000 or the 1990s. The digital storefront has just become everything, right? I mean, you know, the vast, vast majority, over 90% of customers start their shopping process online. The media landscape has changed. It's, it's not print. It's, uh, you know, it might be some broadcast, but it's done in a very different way. The amount of choice and the fragmentation of that has radically changed what marketers need to do. And the technology and the tools that are available in order to move along the customer shopping process have, have gotten much, much better. But we're also at an exciting time where I think it's going to continue to change dramatically in the next few years. You know, we've seen basically the digital shopping process from direct to consumer brands and, you know, companies like Carvana who really developed amazing user experiences online become available to dealers and dealer networks. And, and these are tools that, you know, kind of pre-pandemic didn't exist, but now are allowing a dramatic improvement in customer experience. And I think the next phase of that is customer data platforms. It's really harnessing your own data and making sure you're improving customer experience not just retention programs, but also conquest programs to bring more business into your store. So it's a super exciting time to be in marketing, in the auto category. And, you know, we're having a lot of fun at Shift. Matt Van Dyke is president of Shift Digital based in Birmingham, Michigan. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Jamie. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jake Neer and for Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Alicia Anderson for her work on today's podcast. This episode includes reporting from our own John Irwin, Michael Martinez, and Lindsay Van Hulley, as well as Kurt Nagel at our sibling publication, Crane's Detroit Business. You can get the latest news on the UAW strike, major investments, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for a conversation with a former at-risk youth who is now working at a Houston dealership after participating in a program to train future techs. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.